Okay, I've got the recorder on so that we can capture a bit of this. I'm expecting a really high-quality discussion tonight. Janet was talking to me about how even when her schedule wouldn't let her actually join the call, she can be sorting papers or doing something else and listening to her iPod and catch up and email input. Well, I tend to do that when I'm driving in the car. I catch up on all those sort of things that I record and, and have on digital recordings and so on. So stick it on the old iPod and drive away. I can ignore the traffic, which is humongous here, I will tell you. Well, the one thing at the top of my list is the folks at the AACT headquarters have said that we may be able to get a room there for the site meeting on Saturday. If we can work that out, it would save us the cost of getting a hotel conference room. That's Bobby's organization, that's, right? That's correct. That's Bobby Cato. He, in fact, he's and, the liaison. And I do think that if they're offering the service, I think that's accepting it other than saving us money is also, uh, I suppose, in one sense, recognizing some investment in, in sight, too. So I think it would be politically inappropriate if we didn't accept his offer. What do you think? I agree. We should accept it if he has a room available. Mm-hmm. What sort of timing would you like me to ask for, Ian? Last time, I think we did the morning. That's right, and Laura was throwing a party out in the mall, I think, so we all wanted to go and play in this. I'd like to spend a reasonable amount of time. I mean, we, ha- we have the conference issues to deal with, but we also have some of the other uh, governance issues that I'd want to clarify and have accepted generally at the executive board level so that we can all start to play the same game. I imagine that the discussion might tend on some of the issues to go on for quite some time. So I'd want to, uh, I don't know, perhaps build in a couple of three hours in the morning and then have some lunch and then continue in the afternoon for a a shorter time. If that structure suits uh, everybody else's timelines, I think I can start to let people know that we're looking at that sort of a time frame uh, and we can plan for it. Well, I'll follow up with Bobby. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, If we start with the idea of a 9 to 12 thing and then an hour for lunch and then 1 to 3, that gives us sufficient time to do whatever we need to, but it also, I think, gives us the flexibility of saying, oh, well, we're done at 2 o'clock and let's leave sort of thing. Yeah. What do you think about that time frame? Yeah, I, I like the time frame that Ian suggested, and especially something too long is urgent to everybody to start with, and so that if you have it, it makes it a little tidier, and you, what you're really saying is we're going to get something done by 3 o'clock, and Well, I'm hoping that we can get things done before then. So I can forward that to Bobby. He's great to work with. He's just been a great liaison. I had a good talk with him last year uh, at the conference and uh, the previous year also. And it seems to me that uh, that's one thing that we can count on. He seems to be ready and willing to contribute some time uh, whenever he has the opportunity. We have a couple of things related to NTLS. Gary, if you remember, had at the spring board meeting wanted to have a strategy of encouraging schools of education libraries to subscribe to the digital library. We also had some conversations of whether it might be interesting to connect with the Education Librarians Association. Janet Swenson works at the University of Michigan with the person who was the Librarian of the Year last year, Kate Corby. Janet initiated a contact with Kate since they're on the same campus. She referred us to the president and at their board meeting they agreed to send an unofficial observer to the NTLS meeting to talk with Gary and talk with you in, then she's going to report back. They have a very involved structure. Their structure reports to the research library associations, which uh, reports to the higher library association. They were willing to make the investment of sending somebody to meet with us. She participated in the Teacher Ed Council phone conference. You can listen and get a sense, I think, of her personality. Right, exactly. My initial reaction to all of those sorts of associations, Glenn, is that the more that we can do to spread sites presence, I guess, in, in other associations, we should we should do it actively and vigorously. And, and this 
situation with the, with Kate and, and Janet is one of those examples. Um, it seems to me that the whole concept of teacher education generally uh, is at a point where reconsideration of how that's defined and operationalized, uh, down here at least, uh, is, you know, we're on the verge of that, that redefinition. And uh, spreading the responsibility and spreading the joy of being involved in that particular profession is part of the way that we're focusing our attentions here. And I'm sure that's not unlike some of the, um, well, some of the things that you're suggesting here about uh, pulling associations together and working together on issues that we're all intimately engaged with. Yeah, let's go. She's on the schedule to meet with you and Gary at 1 o'clock on Thursday. One possibility might be to see if she could stay over to meet with the site board. My reaction generally on, on issues that look like they're initiatives that we may want to pursue, um, my concern is that we uh, include as many of the executive boards that are available in those sorts of, of um, opportunities. Absolutely, if she's willing to do that, uh, I think it would be a good idea to make space uh, in the agenda for a, um, a short introduction and short discussion on some of the issues that come from the partnership that might evolve. A couple of things on the library joining in in terms of the leadership meeting. seems to me that that would be an observer status and that would be very important to clarify. The EBSS made it very clear that she's being dispatched as, quote, unofficial observer on their behalf. Yes. She will simply report back and is coming on an informational trip. Yeah, and that's just why I'm sort of saying that's a two-way process for us to, to communicate as well to, to our men. Well, as I said in my email, it's a bit like porcupines mating. <laughs> uh, that was some sort of an image that I did not want to wake up to, I will tell you this morning. <laughs> The AACTE Technology Committee has commissioned a monograph and is on that technology committee. The book that AACTE is in the process of creating now is a book on technology, pedagogical content knowledge. The big idea is that we have a series of authors addressing that issue, starting with um, Mishra and Kaler, who published the, their most recent piece was in Teacher College Record, sort of a, a framework for thinking about this. And then we have subject matter experts in almost all of the major disciplines taught in schools, um, writing chapters on issues of literacy and technology, mathematics and technology, science and technology. So the technology is situated within the content area. The sense is to recognize the importance now of embedding technology work within the, the subject areas. We have a, a pretty impressive set of authors, and they all gathered in June to come and share their chapters and talk about each other's chapters. And it was just really um, a very useful session where everybody got feedback and the next uh, iterations are due on September 1st. That book will be coming out, we think, uh, for AACTE, which I think is before site. Is that correct, Glenn? It's in February, I believe. So um, that'll be perhaps a nice, um, our possibility of an invited session for site to have some of those authors come and talk talk about the book and the chapters and the books that exist at that time. A lot of those people are involved in site. Neil Granjanet, who's doing the math chapter. And that would be a good book for us to review for JT. Yeah, that would be a perfect match, actually, for JT. Mm. Yeah, if we, we could get a copy of that when it comes out, we can review it. How would you uh, represent that on the agenda? In a sense, a little the way that we did it last year, perhaps uh, attached to that conversation,
conversation about keynote speakers and so on? Well, you're right. I assume it would be included with all the others. The, the one thing that might elevate it in the conversation is, of course, the fact that we would be having a conversation in AACT headquarters. It potentially could offer an opportunity to strengthen that liaison with Bobby and the others. Exactly. That's okay. fair. One thing that has been proposed for the ninth leadership retreat would be a focus on technological, pedagogical content knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, that topic's uh, timely and appropriate. I also think, and again, this is this is something that's becoming very clear down below the equator, and I'm not sure. Well, I'm I'm, I'm sure there'll be interest in in it elsewhere too. The whole concept of uh, and I. I'm exploring other possibilities for focus areas of the conference, obviously, in this discussion. The idea of teacher education futures, or the future of teacher education generally, as a topic may be something that we might want to focus on as well, because that seems to be an increasing area of interest down this way. Clarifying and finalizing some of those things would be one of the, the, the items on the agenda for the exec meeting. Debbie, I know that you have this other commitment. Were there other things? No, I was about to ask you if there was things you needed from me. One of the issues that uh, I've been working over is the way that we can <clears throat> refine the process of the conference review process. Uh-huh. Yeah. And clearly there are issues there that we need to address on all sorts of different levels. And uh, in my attempt to come up with a potential solution for that process, I keep moving towards the idea of using expertise that's in with your mob, Deb, and asking Cleve if he would take a central role in coordinating that effort and use you and your associate editors as an advisory board, a brains trust, if you like, on ways to refine that process, given all of your intimate involvement in that process at another level. I guess I'd be interested in hearing your reactions to that possibility. I think that would be a good idea. We have about approximately 70 reviewers in JTAPE that currently are not doing much reviewing because we're not having that many articles coming that are making it past the initial screen. So I'm sure that there wouldn't be a lot of griping about having to do site reviews at this point. Earlier, they probably would have when we had the big push to get all those articles reviewed. But things have slowed down in that regard. I think you all recall that that Cleve approached me at one point and said that he had some time that he'd like to devote to the site. (laughs) And that's the point at which we, uh, we put him in as an editor. Right, and now he's, he's talking about becoming the, the book review editor. I oh, asked if really? anybody was interested in that. He came back and said, well, tell me more about it. So he may be thinking of that, too. <laughs> well, I'm sure the lad has great skill and great time. We ought to just use it. I'd hate him to wander, wander around with all this unbridled energy without giving him a direction to apply. Yes, especially when he wants to help. If that seems to be a possibility, and, and I'm, I'm not wanting to be too prescriptive on how the solution occurs, right. but my thought would be that Cleve would interact with Deanna and Roberta and Roger and Karen uh, and explore possibilities of fixing uh, those areas that the five of them consider are broken. And I think I'd probably want to participate in some of those conversations as well. The issue is that it, this last year was really a trial in that process, and there were some concerns about reviewers in each of the councils actually doing their task by the time that it was uh, right. required to be done. And it just seemed to be a really messy sort of an approach to things. And that's my definition of it from an outsider's perspective. And I really would like to tie that down so that it doesn't fall to four people and one weekend to do the final work. I guess the other issue there, too, is 
how there are proposals for sessions that come in late, how we deal with those proposals, they need to go into the review process. Yes. So anyway, there are a lot of issues, I think, that are involved in, in the process, and I think asking an old stager to come in and apply some of his wisdom to that process might assist. You'd have my support. Excellent. It might be useful to include Lynn in that. One of the issues that surfaced is that in some cases, site reviewers haven't had expertise in an area, so in math education, paper would be rejected at the math ed conference, and a reviewer without math expertise or background would accept it. Lynn had been working with the Teacher Ed Council on that issue. We have actually good reviewers with JTAPE that go across content areas as well. So if we can coordinate with Lynn on those, I think that would help. appreciate the, the need to focus on the discipline level expertise. I guess there will be a tension between the financial side of running an association and the discipline side of it. I think it's appropriate to have that discussion. There are probably different reasons why a maths association might accept or reject papers and we might accept or reject a different set of papers based on our separate goals. However, having said that, as a devil's advocate, I also agree that we need to support the decisions and the process that, that our partner associations adhere to rigidly. Well, Glenn and Debbie could work together and probably work that out. Right. Okay. Anything else you need from me? That was it for me. Okay. Before I go, I want to tell you we are in the absolute final waiting for the phone call stage of the adoption. Congratulations. Thank you. I expect to have them in September at our meeting. See you all later. Right. Thanks, Debbie. Ian, did you have some other things that need to be covered? Well, I think some of the issues that we've talked about have preceded this discussion are probably fairly central in my view in terms of bringing a lot of the things on top of the table. So a situation where everybody in the executive board is involved in the discussion, I think that's crucial. And I have to admit that I get a little, it's one of my goals as I indicated, that we've got limited resources that we all apply to this association and I think we're all well-meaning and quite devoted to the cause. So I get all of these discussions and inputs as the president of, of site. Sometimes I, I let them go and they build up over a period of time and it gets to the point where I think we've just got to bring these all to the surface, deal with them proactively and ensure that the process that we use in governing the association is one where it's not exclusionary and where people don't feel like they're being left out of areas that they think they need to be included in. It's my leadership style to deal with things directly and I think that ruffles some people's feathers and I'm certainly not intending that to be the case. But I am concerned that we not continue uh, in ways that, that lead others to feel excluded. So, and I think you can see that in the way that I've been approaching some situations over the last year. And my experience with leadership is that there will always be some people who are unhappy, and that's sort of a piece of being the leader is dealing with that, listening to that, but also understanding that it's never going to be totally solved. And we well, absolutely agreed. I think that, that tension, if it's used in a positive way, is going to lead us forward anyway. Given that perspective, I, I think if we're open about all of the issues that seem to come up, then I think we're in good shape. Are there any things with the NTLS planning that need to be addressed? Nothing specifically. I think NTLS has been an area of, from the perspective of others who aren't involved in the core group of people, who probably need just the effort that we might put into clarifying where it fits, how it's supported, the role that it plays. And I guess in some ways, with executive board members, I just want to make sure that it's seen to be part of a process that is inclusionary rather than exclusionary. It's more a procedural thing than it is a conceptual thing. I don't invest my time in coming over and supporting something like that if I don't feel like it's of value. 
I'm going to make some opportunities during the executive board meeting, and I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to try to get everybody there. If there's an issue that you want clarified from people around the board or from Gary or from anybody else, let's get on the table and deal with it. I want to spend time on those issues, take the association forward rather than trying to slow it down. I hope it's not a liberty, but I'm going to put out a general email to the executive board providing them with the details that we've just decided on earlier today about the timing of the meeting and so on. But what I do need, though, is some specific details of the venue. So when uh, when you and Bobby have had a chance to finalize those issues, Glenn, it would be really helpful for me if, if you could forward to me the venue details, the address, and room numbers, and so on, if, if it gets to be that specific, so that I can include them in a general uh, email to the executive board, along with some suggestions for the agenda. Okay. I'll also copy you on the traffic with Bobby. Back. Okay. I do appreciate your efforts to make all of these discussions available on the NTLS discussions. There is very clearly a difference in structure within SITE when it comes to looking at teacher ed council and the, the technology council. And I think in a sense that difference and the, the, I guess, the lack of direct connection with other professional associations by the other council is something that I think we might need to address or at least consider in ways of how we can uh, increase inclusion and involvement in more general site activities than we have in the past. One of the things that's happened in recent years is that the research committee has been increasingly involved. There's, there's been a bridge between the content folks and the research folks. Gerald Knizek and Rhonda have been working with John Park and Mag and the rest. That seemed like a potential point of connection. Oh, I agree. Not. I think those sorts of actions are absolutely the sort of thing that I'm thinking about. And I guess, in a sense, Peter's involvement in those discussions is crucial to ensure that that council is not left out. And of course, then the other issue is, as we've, we've talked about in the past, the idea of having an election for the consultative council, if that's a, an element of the governance structure that, that people generally support, uh, it is also another area where we can start to explore the potential interactions between those major parts of the association. Right. Okay, that's, that's excellent. Uh, I, I tell you what would be helpful too, uh, uh, once this discussion is finished and upon reflection, uh, if any of those who are part of this discussion or who are listening to it at some other stage have suggestions for um, agenda items for the executive board meeting, I'd really appreciate hearing about those ahead of time so that we can prepare people for those sorts of discussions. Where, where are we, Ian, with the keynote speakers for this year, for next year? Well, we're nowhere at the moment, Anne. We've, uh, there have been a couple of sort of sideline conversations. Uh, following on from last year's pattern, that seemed to come to fruition during this meeting, the, the site uh, leadership meeting um, after the NTLS event. Uh, and I'm, I guess I'm focusing all of my expectations that that uh, executive board meeting will, at the end of that process, have a list of people that we can pursue and, and seek for uh, for that particular function. I had mentioned earlier, uh, I think during the discussion last year, about the idea of trying to do that ahead of the game. And it was a great idea at the time, but of course, you know, life takes over in those sort of situations and, and that, that discussion hasn't been followed on. But um, I'm expecting those decisions to be made at that, that upcoming meeting in September. It's actually problematic because... It would be better to ask people earlier, and especially big-name people. To get Absolutely them, agree. To get in them. However, it's also important to have people involved in this decision, so it isn't just 
one person asking someone to do it. So I, I can see the the dilemma there. But perhaps well, let's make it clear to people that we will finalize at the meeting and that they should be thinking about it. Absolutely. That would that's uh, that's what I'm hoping to do with the agenda and a few notes that would go along with it. Ian, it's about eight in the morning your time, is that right? It is a few minutes before eight, yes. Well I just yeah. want to thank Nikki for turning up and, and contributing and we've done that to Debbie and I appreciate Anne's contribution too. I think these sort of conversations do tend to help clarify directions and increase our connection with each other. So thanks for getting it organized, Glenn. Thank you both. And uh, we were just checking Anne and I. Uh, we're not quite sure who's at the board meeting. I think I am, but I may be old hat now as a president. And Anne thinks she isn't, right? Definitely. Definitely isn't. Well, see, that's not a bad discussion to have either. Here's my initial reaction to it. It makes sense to me to have an executive board that comprises those that have the corporate knowledge in their minds. And I've been struggling a bit with that in terms of the definitions within the governance document. The consultative council, I think, in some ways comes to our rescue in that regard. But at the moment, I'm thinking that it goes back to the sweat equity thing. If we've got people who have been involved in the in the governance of the association previously and still want to contribute, we ought to be intelligent enough to build a system where that's a possibility. So I don't want either of you not to be included in those discussions, quite frankly. I don't think we can afford not to pay attention to the wealth of experience that you bring to it. So I think there's a, a role for past president, and I don't think we ought to ignore that expertise. So I don't know if everybody else agrees with that, but that's my reaction anyway. Yeah, well, I'm very happy to contribute. Super. All right.